What kind of hike will we see from the Federal Reserve this week, and how long will these aggressive rate hikes last? Plus, home builders in the U.S. continue to feel the heat, and Queen Elizabeth is laid to rest after 70 years on the throne. The Mach 1 Market Moment starts now. Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach 1 Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment. This is episode 119. This is Matt. I'm here with David and Lee today. And today we're going to talk about some, you know, kind of what's going on in the markets. Queen Elizabeth, so that'll be interesting. You guys might have to educate me on uh, what's going on there. But <laughs> want to start with a volatile start to the week as everyone is waiting to see, you know, what the Federal Reserve does related to interest rates. Last week is a really tough week in the markets overall. But after some higher than expected inflation data, Investors are more certain the Fed will increase rates by another 75 basis points Wednesday. But according to several news outlets, including CNBC, the gap between both sides of this argument are widening. I think that the, the middle has gotten more elusive for, and probably Jay Powell's job has gotten tougher. We had some people last week talking about a need for at least a full point hike. Conversely, we had uh, Barry Sternlich, real estate guy, obviously, but a billionaire who said we need to stop immediately because we're on the precipice. The U.S. economy and global economy is on the precipice of a really sharp slowdown. So there are varying opinions now, maybe even more so than ever before, on whether the Fed is doing too much, not enough, or too little to bring inflation down. Guys, before I kind of open it up for conversation to get your insight, I want to throw out a couple points or numbers here. So... The August Consumer Price Index report was released last week, showed an 8.3% increase over last year and a 0.1% increase over last month. Economists had been predicting an 8.1% increase, um, so it was a little, came in a little hot, higher than expected. This will be the third straight 75-point hike um, in a row. So we had one in June, July, and they're ex- obviously expecting another one. Ten-year um, Treasury note at one at one point spiked to three point almost three and a half, three point four nine Monday, its highest level since two thousand eleven. The two-year Treasury surpassed the fifteen-year high of three point nine. Um, so, interest rates, inflation—it's been a steady theme for a while now. But I feel like, you know, the I think the question now is kind of—it feels like we're kind of getting to a point where you would hope they could chill out on the rate hikes, but. If inflation keeps coming in hot, are they going to be able to? David, what are you Yeah, I'm, well, I've said this before on the show. Uh, the Fed does not have a good track record of, quote-unquote, managing the economy. <clears throat> I think it was Ronald Reagan uh, had a quote. I may not get this exactly right, but he said something about how it's foolish to think that you can manage an economy. You can't manage an economy without managing or controlling people. And so I think there's a fundamental... Um, belief at the Fed and some of these uh, people that set up in their ivory towers believing that they can control the economy when time after time after time the Fed has shown that they have a poor track record of 
giving us so-called soft landings and engineering, you know, the economy. I think the economy is just is more complex than is able to be controlled from some central location or from some central power uh, power center. And I think the uh, it's kind of to me it it it's you kind of see the hubris of human pride when it comes to uh, global warming, for example, the pride to think that man can uh, control the temperature of the globe or control the seas from rising or falling, I think is kind of the same hubris that uh, causes man to think that he can control the economy. Um, so I don't have any faith. I wouldn't say I don't have much faith in the Fed. I would say I have zero faith in the Fed to uh, engineer a so-called soft landing. If it happens, it will have nothing to do with what the Fed did. They just got lucky from my perspective. So, But that's that's Lee, just me. Lee, Lee you may have a different view. Hopefully a little bit more positive, optimistic spin on things. <laughs> you know, I think the Fed's in, you know, a predicament because, you know, typically for every Fed or for every interest rate hike, it takes several months for it to be felt. Sure. Six yeah. months to nine months. So <clears throat> we've raised, oh, since March, we've raised rates or rates have been raised by... Two and, a quarter. Two and a quarter percent. Yeah. Well, six, you know, so the first of those will not even really be felt until late this year. The 150 that we've just had this summer won't be until early next year. So, you know, so you take that into account. You know, we don't know whether or not they're working. They may be. We just don't know yet. Yeah. And so the, the concern is by people who think that they're going too far or too too aggressive is – you know, you're going to do another 75 this this month, possibly another 50, you know, in the next meeting. By the time we realize whether or not they're working or not, it could be too late. Right. And so whether they can do a soft landing that, you know, they throw the economy into a recession, you know, we don't know yet. You know, I think by next summer, next spring, we'll know. Yeah. Um, but by then it's kind of too late. That's yeah. why there's some school of thought that by the middle of next year, the Fed may be easing rates. But I just think that, you know, whether you have faith in the Fed, whether people don't have faith in the Fed, I think Jerome Powell is basically sticking to his gun saying, you know, we, the Fed, are going to do whatever it takes to bring interest rates, I mean, to bring inflation down. Right. And, you know, and as long as rates are at eight, over 8%, then, you know, they, they've kind of got their mandate for right now. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, it's 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 interesting to see all the differing perspectives on this because I know Kathy Woods came out, was it last week or the week before, and she's been hammering home on home, think, saying that we're going to actually um, see a big deflationary kind of environment and that the Fed's going too far. Well, Jeff Gunlack, you know, the big bond guy, came out last week backing that and basically saying he agrees with her. You know, that's not what you're seeing on for most people, but those are two – you know, big voices in the yeah, industry well, and this so. soundbite, you know, that we just played a minute ago, it's kind of the same right. on the same theme, you know, these people that are in, I guarantee you probably if you talk to almost any real estate agent, they'll say that's enough, you know, because they're seeing such a slowdown in housing. Well, Jeremy Siegel, who, you know, many, you know, refer to as one of the top economist right. you know, educators, uh, you know, during this time, you know, he was, he was very bearish on the stock market a while back. You know, I mean, he felt like something needed to change. Well, now he's changed his tune to where he feels like the Fed, you know, has almost done enough right yeah. now. That yeah. he, they've almost probably gone too far. But again, 
we don't know that exactly you know, because it's such and the an truth is and this is kind of what i was i didn't i apologize if i came across as too pessimistic but that's kind of what i was trying to communicate that the fed doesn't know either you know we we uh you know you, you look at how uh, i know we're going to talk about queen elizabeth here in a minute but you look at how people you know just idolize the queen or whatever well she doesn't have any better um crystal ball on the future than anybody else does you know and the fed the fed's the same way the fed doesn't know if is is there 75 basis point hike that everybody's expecting them to do here in the near future is that enough or is that too much the truth is they don't know either yeah and so and that's why they've got such a a track record because they they can't know the future they've got a track record of not doing it very well so my my hunch is based on their track record that if these other these voices that are out there saying enough already, no more rate increases, if that's true, then history would suggest the Fed is going to raise rates. Yeah. And if that's not true, history would suggest the Fed will stop raising rates. Right. So they just have a they have a track record of doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Well, and Matt, you mentioned at the beginning that, you know, this has been a pretty volatile w- past week and we're referring to the stock market, <clears throat> you know, until until the two year and the 10 year start to come back yes. right i think we're going to continue to see this volatility doesn't mean it's always down it's just there's gonna be volatile but right now you know what, what we kind of look at is you know a, an investor can go out and get guaranteed safe money yeah anywhere from three and a half to four percent yeah well why would they risk yeah the stock market why would they endure volatility they can go out and get a risk-free rate right now higher than it's been in many years and so that's why there's this 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 disconnect right now with the stock market which and it's just it's it's so interesting i mean you could go down so many different because that's true right but that i think that was good and that would have been viewed as good like when we had inflation running at one and a half percent yes right so i think that looks you see you know the two-year treasury at almost you know pushing four percent you're like holy cow but you know you're still locking in a real return of minus four percent if you go buy that right and so it's weighing that it's like man this is highest return like yield that we've been able to get in years but it's not all that attractive because inflation is running at you know eight to nine percent and so balancing that like well i still have to take risk even though it's more attractive to not take risk now because just to keep up with inflation and i I will say uh, kind of along those lines i will say that for the first time in, I may say the last seven to ten years, I've actually had clients talking to me about CDs. Yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 hasn't happened, you know, in a while. So yeah. yeah, it's interesting. And the Fed, you know, I mean, as we all know, so much of this is just consumer behavior, and you know, the Fed trying to figure out how the consumer is going to respond, mm-hmm. and how long it's going to take them to respond, and how that's you know, if people expect inflation to be high, then it's probably going to be high because they're going to their actions and their spending habits are going to reflect them expecting items to be more costly in the future than they are today. Well, right? and I think and that so, kind of goes to that Reagan quote that I mentioned earlier. Right. He said, you can't control the economy without controlling people. And I do believe, right or wrong, I do believe that these people in these in their ivory towers do have this belief that they can control people. Yeah. They think that, well, if we raise rates this much, this is what's going to happen. You know, housing will slow down just enough. And, you know, and they think that they can kind of engineer it just right to where they'll get the outcome that they want. 
and they can't because they're in a in an economy of this size. There are just so many unintended consequences. You and, know, and another thing that the Fed is 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 trying to achieve, which sounds so contradictory to to things that we've talked about on here, but you know they want the unemployment rate to go up. Yeah, you know they they want companies to begin having layoffs. They want so they're really trying to restrict you know, spending, yes. if you will. And I think that's one of the, the problems that the Fed is facing a little bit. You talk about how they don't know. Well, I mean, unemployment is, you know, at near all-time lows. People have money. Incomes are high. And so, you know, the consumer may remain very strong throughout this entire, you know, rate-increasing period. And so th then what, you know, yeah. do you just keep hiking rates, you know, indefinitely? Of course you don't. But I don't think that the Fed has ever been faced with a this strong of a consumer yeah. with near record unemployment. unemployment. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, interesting conversation. I, I'm confident it won't be the last time we talk about that <laughs> between now and the end of the year. So we'll uh, stay tuned for, for more on inflation and rates and the general economy and how that's uh, – responding to the fed and what they've got going on there so next next conversation home builders uh home builders are also starting to fall on some tough times of after a new report uh released this morning take a listen Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. I'm Diana Olick with breaking news. Home builder sentiment in September fell three points to 46 on the NAHB Wells Fargo Housing Market Index. Anything above below 50 is negative, and that is the ninth straight month of declines and the lowest level since 2014, with the exception of a very brief drop and then rebound at the start of the pandemic. Now, sentiment was at 83 in January when interest rates were half of what they are now, and that's what the builders are blaming. So... Guys, we'll keep this conversation a little shorter just because we spent a fair amount of time on the Fed and rates. And I think David even mentioned kind of real estate and home buyers and home builders in the last conversation. But, you know, average 30-year fixed rate mortgage started around 3% at the beginning of the year, crossed over 6% this month. Nearly 25% of home builders reported lowering home prices up from 19% in August. And home builders reported higher costs for land, labor, and materials, making it more difficult to lower prices. So I think we've all kind of seen it. I mean, Zillow, I mean, how many times a month do I get on Zillow? I mean, it's probably, you know, the, <laughs> over 20. I don't know. It's a lot. And so you're always looking at, like, hey, how, what are homes going for? And I've definitely noticed homes setting for a little bit longer, or maybe they don't get above asking. They're, they're, they may get what they're asking for, but they're, so it's like, it's noticeable that the market's chilled off. I've also um, noticed, you know, you talked about looking at Zillow a lot. You've also noticed that for, several months there every time i would log on to zillow and look at this property or that property or check them on my own home value every time it was going on it was yeah, ridiculous yeah. It was and now addicting. it's been yeah i was kind of like <laughs> wow yeah. uh but uh but you know for the last i don't know a couple months i'm not sure how long it's been kind of flattening out right which is good yeah yeah we can't we couldn't it wasn't sustainable the rate we were on right yeah, so we, no. we had to see something i think you know, a lot of people kind of went out and got ahead of it and saying, hey, we're in a, in a real estate bubble. You know, if you just look at Northwest Arkansas specifically, it's like home prices have gone crazy. And I don't think anybody hopes for that. Um, it'll be interesting to see how much home prices fall if they do from here. But um, things have definitely cooled off. Lee, what are your thoughts or any? Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, for the folks that are listening to us in Northwest Arkansas, I mean, I think we still kind of live in a bubble up here. Um, I think it's more normalized when I've talked to a couple of realtor friends of mine. Um, 
that that's the word they use. It's not a bad market. It's just become more normalized where there's, you know, kind of an equal amount of sellers and buyers. So, um, but, but I mean, a 6% 30 year, I mean, that'll slow a lot of people down. Yeah. For sure. I mean, if you don't have to move, you're not moving. Right. Correct. I mean, because most people refinanced in the two to three percent range or a lot of people. I mean, you go move and go to six percent, five and a half. Like, that's tough. That's yeah. a, So unless you're being forced to move, you're probably staying put for the yeah. time. Yeah. Being. I, I so, mean, I did talk to a mortgage banker the other day and he said that the refi market is non-existent. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. There's, there's, you know, it's only first time or home buyers right now. Yeah. People that are having to move or so forth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so last thing we want to talk about today, uh, big event. It's been all over the news, all over the media. You've seen, you know, Queen Elizabeth passing. Uh, was that last week or the week before? It was just last week. Last so week. Um, Queen Elizabeth, you know, the second passed away after 70 years as the British uh, monarch. I want to list some events that have happened or things that have taken place during her reign. So if you go back to 52, the world's first commercial jet began service. 54, the first organ transplant. 55, polio vaccine declared safe. Lived through Beatlemania. 1963, Kennedy assassination. The moon landing in 69. The eradication of smallpox in 1980. Creation of the internet. The fall of the Berlin Wall. 14 U.S. presidents. Um, fun fact, Charles is exempt from U.K.'s inheritance tax, meaning his, he does not need to pay 200 million of the queen's 500 million estate tax um, to the tax collector. So, you know, we were talking about this before we got on here. You know, I mean, she got in, she came into power reign or whatever you would say when at the age of 25. Um, she was born in 1926. And so when you see, you know, 1926 to 2022 and just the things that she saw, the information position, she had yeah. access to, yeah. um, I mean, it's just really hard to kind of wrap your head around someone being in that that position for that length of time it's really kind of unprecedented yeah i mean it's it's been fun to watch um you know my, my daughters are real big fans of the queen they <laughs> th this has been a a you know a history lesson but they have thoroughly enjoyed watching all the pomp and the circumstance and the things with the royal family but um yeah she's lived through a lot i mean and it's we were talking off air you know for somebody for a family with essentially no power to have that much in, in influence, you know, over a country and really the world, you know, all world leaders want to meet with the queen, probably more so than the prime minister. Yeah. So it, it's been interesting to watch. Yeah. She had, uh, like you said, Matt, I mean, she saw a lot of things in her lifetime. And even if you go back to her birth, let me think she was born in like 1925, I 26. think. 26. I mean, I think the car, the automobile was invented in like 1909 or 1919, yeah. something like that. It's kind of phenomenal just to think about the human race. If you, yeah. you know, over yeah. the last hundred mm -hmm. years, 150, whatever it's been, how far, you know, we've come from horse and buggy to landing on the moon in, in a relatively brief period of time. And so, yeah, I mean, she's, uh, she's seen world history from a insider's perspective <laughs> front for, row seat yeah from a front row seat for a long long time and i think she uh she wore the crown with and i'm not a big fan of the monarchy right i think there's yeah. a reason why we 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 left england yeah. and uh so i'm not i don't idolize the monarchy but but i do think that she wore the crown with dignity and grace and she was a good example it'll be interesting to see how you know how well charles does uh, whether he's cut from the same cloth as she is or not, how far that I think fell is he going to step down? 
Right. No, I think you know. I think he'll reign. Yeah. Um, I was just sitting there thinking. I, I don't think we'll be having this conversation, you know, about the current yeah. head, you know, seventy years from yeah. now. I don't think well, the next monarchy 70. will. Yeah. So he's I don't. Already, I think this yeah. will be a little shorter. Yeah, this will be a shorter and think, one. And I think that's what endeared her to yeah. so many oh, people, sure. not all, around the world. Absolutely. You know, I, I heard this, and this was interesting. That when she took the, the throne, when she when she took the throne. 20 million people listened to it or watched it on community radio, you know, mm-hmm. or community televisions. They said huddled up in their sheds and their barns and so forth. And they anticipated that two to three billion people watched her funeral this morning. Wow. And so it's just, it, it's staggering the, the worldwide effect that, you know, this queen had on people. So interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So, um, as always, we want to end the show today with a thought of the day. The way we, the way I see it, this one's from Dolly Parton. The way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you've got to put it up with the rain. No idea where that came from. <laughs> but, but you know, you've, I've also heard it said, you know, if you, if you love the roses, you got to put up with a few thorns. Yeah. That, yeah. I would have preferred to read that one. I don't know. I, <laughs> I should have read the thought of the day before I actually read it. Um, but I didn't do that today, and I regret it. So, um, But as always, we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast and joining us on today's show. And we look forward to you joining us next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, Mach 1, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak to your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit Mach1Financial.com disclosures.